live here at UC Irvine, Los Angeles Rams, training camp here on ESPN LA. Oh, fun times now. As warm-ups are now fun done. Us. We're up here. <laughs> yeah, so now we get ready to watch a little uh, – Look, is this one-on-ones coming up or seven-on-ones? On yeah. We got one-on-ones. O-line, D-line down here, seven-on-seven. Seven, so seven. Yeah. basically the same practice structure except you're going against somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, joining us now, ESPN Chargers reporter Eric Williams joining us. And Eric made sure to remind us that this is when the fight happened last year. This was right where I was standing right here, right in front of your guys' booth. And it was on the 20-yard line. Uh, I think it was a go-route to Inman. Yeah. Cal- it was Rain Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, he, you know, he didn't like whatever. I mean, Philip actually kind crazy. of started, though, because Philip was chirping at the corners. Yeah, yeah. So that got them going. Or vice versa. <laughs> I think right. it was 17. Yeah. <laughs> you had a little uh, – the, the funny thing was it was Nikel Roby Coleman in there as well, yes. one of yeah. the littlest guys. And yes. he's over there pushing guys around. But the little guys come in. He came yeah. down and, and yeah. two-leg takedown, one dude. I mean, do you guys follow wrestling back in the day? little bit like when x-pac would come out to save you i mean (laughs) you're 102 pounds man you know what i mean can somebody big come help me yeah you know know, one of the things eric i wanted to actually start with you on this is that you know a couple years ago it was like that right it was it was rams chargers the battle for la Mm -hmm. now i don't see that anymore it just seems to kind of been quiet it's more so the fans on the outside, but when you look at what the players are doing here, I, I, I don't see the the whole the hatred or that that other LA team. We we, we got to fight for respect. I think there's too much at stake. I mean, the Rams just went to the Super Bowl, right? And the Chargers believe they can get there, so I think that's kind of focused both teams. They're not worried about you know presence in LA and where they stand in LA and earning fans in LA. I think they're more focused on. What do we need to do in order, you know, for the Rams get back to the Super Bowl and, and for the Chargers, it's get to the Super Bowl for the first time since, you know, 1994? Yeah. Has it, has it, it's never happened, right? Uh, two teams from the same city have never wound up in, in the Super Bowl. I don't think so. I think it, if it were to happen this year, I think that would be the first time, which would be yeah. incredible for us. Right? Jets, Giants would be the only other, right? Right. That could yep. possibly happen. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that would be something awesome, man. Can you imagine if both teams make a run <laughs> and they wind up meeting in the Super Bowl? It would be pretty incredible to oh be my in gosh. Miami covering that. Wow, that would be special, man. Um, you long know, way to go, though. Long way to go. Uh, you know, long speaking way. of long way to go, Philip Rivers. You just mentioned him. It looks like he can. He's still that guy. Yep. Yeah. Philip Rivers is still that dude. Um, and, and you know, I think kind of gets overlooked a little bit because the team just hasn't done very well, really, over the last decade. To right. be honest, but I think when you watch him in practice, and I've been able to watch him day in and day out, um, I think. His, his arm strength is a little underrated. Like, when you watched him make the throws weird yesterday. He, it's a weird-looking it, release. And it gets out quick. Yeah. It's a shot put, <laughs> Eric. Let's be honest. It, it is. It, it, you know, it kind of like Marino that, a little bit. Marino, the ball was just yeah. was out. Yeah. It was out. And, you know, and so that works to his advantage. He, You know, he's not a great athlete, but he's athletic enough to create, you know, space in the pocket to get the ball out. And I just think he plays with great anticipation. Whenever you have a quarterback that plays with as much anticipation that he does and gets the ball out quick, you know, as a receiver, you love that because now you can get the ball and do something with it. And I think almost pre-snap, it seems like 60% of the time he already knows where he wants to go with the ball. I I just wonder if that guy over there, Jared Goff, is going to be Phillip Rivers in 10 years. Like... Everything around Philip Rivers has changed over. Mm-hmm. Think about who he's played with and what you called your offense and what's the one constant. It's him. Yeah. I wonder if 10 years from now, 12 years from now, whatever it is, 
Jared Goff is going to be here with a new supporting cast. Well, the way that the rules are now, maybe Philip Rivers will still be playing. The team. <laughs> right, you can't right. you can't touch the guy now. Right. I mean, that 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 helps you health wise if you're not taking a lot of big hits. Um, True. So yeah, certainly, I think Goff has the skill set. I think we saw that last year. Uh, I don't think people give him enough credit. I mean, he he, he makes great decisions, and, and he gets the ball out and puts it on his receivers. He's, he's accurate, and he, he moves outside the pocket pretty well, too. So I think you just had to see it yeah, again. I've said this before. It, if he was Italian, everybody would love him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> now, he's got some playmakers, too, though, to work with now. He That's does now. <laughs> he's got some dudes. We're joined by ESPN Chargers reporter Eric Williams, and it's been I obviously noted, but it's not a distraction, and it's a contract situation. And I'm not talking about the one about the running back. I want to talk about Philip Rivers oh. first, okay? Because Philip Rivers goes into a season yep. without the financial stability on the back end. He is going into the last year of a contract. I know they'll probably get something done. I would hope yeah. they would, but it's what should he be expecting if Philip Rivers says right now? Just say he did want to go into free agency. What, what do you think Philip Rivers would garner on the free agent market? Or what kind of contract should the Chargers be looking to give him? I think when you see what Roethlisberger got was two years, what, $65 million, mm-hmm. basically $30 million a year. I think that Philip would get something like that. You know, because of his age, you yeah. probably don't want to do something four years. You probably want to do something shorter. Breeze has been doing that the last couple of years. Yes, he yeah. takes a two-year deal. And then it helps kind of, you know, free up so you can sign some of your younger guys as well, like Melvin Gordon or Joey Bosa in a couple of years. you got to sign that guy. <laughs> Melvin Ingram, right. you know, Pounce. Pounce is up after this year, Woo. and he's played pretty well for them. Um, so you don't want him. <laughs> you don't want him anymore. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, you don't so, have to move. So um, with with Rivers, he's comfortable playing on the, the final year's deal. He said that. He said he wants to be here when the stadium opens. The Chargers have said publicly that he's not going anywhere, that they're going to take care of him at some point. Um, so I just think it's a matter of time when he gets the deal. Rams training camp on ESPN LA is made possible by Kahlua's Kaloa Rum. That's right, company creators of single batch world class Hawaiian rums. Taste the Aloha. That's right. Love that. Enjoy responsibly. And what about the other guy? <laughs> what about the other distraction? The other that, that big he's distraction. trying to avoid. <laughs> I think he's lost his mind. Nope. You really need to get in camp, man? Why? I think you need to compete for a job. He's got a job. I don't think they're going to slow down and wait for you, uh, Melvin. Yeah, six two two twenty. Okay, go ahead. See another running back, 6'2", 220, that runs 4'5"? Yeah, there's one over there. Yeah, yeah. No, that dude's 5'11", 6 foot. No, no, I'm talking, I thought you meant Ty Gurley. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like yeah. <laughs> I thought you were pointing over there, Ty Gurley. I, you know, yeah. I, with the Melvin situation, I, I understand both sides of it. Um, I mean, we don't play meaningful football until September 8th. It's August right. 3rd. There's more than a month to try to work that out. Um, I certainly understand that they, they, won, they went 4-0 with Adam last year. Right. But the, the running offense was not the same in those games. You know, you look at Kansas City-Pittsburgh, they were down double digits in both games and really had to sling it to get back. So, so it wasn't like they were out. just yeah. grinding out yards with the dudes that they have. So, um, yeah, they can win games without Melvin. Most certainly they can do that. Can they win a Super Bowl without Melvin? I don't know if that's the case. So he doesn't have a lot of leverage, right. but he has a little bit of leverage yeah. based on what he brings to the offense and what the other guys bring. Um, and I think the fact that they've offered him a new contract, although it's not what he thinks he deserves, but they offered him a do- new deal, tells you what they think about Melvin and the fact that 
you know, maybe he does have a little bit of leverage. They, if they didn't, if he didn't have any leverage, they would just say, "Hey, show up and play for the five point six, yeah, and let's go." No and, one's and they haven't numbers, done that. But how far apart are they, in your uh, opinion? You know, the reports out there mile? is they've offered roughly ten million a year. I don't know what the guarantee is. I don't know what the full guarantee is, and that Melvin wants what the top guys are getting thirteen million a year. Gurley got is that what Todd's 14. getting. Kirk, what's he getting per year? Todd is getting about close to fifteen. Fifteen. Right? Oh, got a okay. Three well, that would make yeah. me mad too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I and get he's that. in your backyard. Right. right, but I mean, look at the year the guy had, though. Right, coming off I mean, the offensive player of the year. Yeah. yeah, come on, man. You know, so I that's mean. part of it, and then and he's also been dealing with the, the knee injury. That's right. part of it too. And you okay. look at David Johnson and what he's dealing with in terms of the injury. So all these guys that have gotten large contracts are now injured and are are working through injuries. So if you're the Chargers, you see that you see it in your backyard. Is do you really want to go there with that kind of cut? that kind of deal for a running back. So going deep, just real quick, if you had to go extended time without Gordon, who's running the football? I know Eckler's going to be a part of your offense, yeah, but that's think, not traditional pound the football. Yeah, I think Eckler stays in the same role that he's in right now. He's your change of pace back. He's your third down back. You know, 5'9", 180. I think it's tough to ask him to, to go 250, 300 touches a game. How many guys at that size have done that? No, I, I hope you I know Lindsey did it last year. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so, and I think basically you, you take Gordon's touches and you, and you give them to Justin Jackson and Detrez Newsom and, and you go that way. You go running, true running back by, by committee. committee. Well, I think it's still a bigger, to me, issue was that Melvin Gordon still, for me, as a former player, well, when he's in the game, I mean, still the guy can still break tackles. He can break, he's, he's a game-breaker. I'm not saying that Austin Eckler can't do that, yeah. but those Jackson, they didn't pump fear into my heart. As a defensive guy, I see Melvin Gordon, I'm like, okay, we got to make sure we, we mess up. We miss one tackle, they can go to distance. With Eckler and those guys, I felt like, they're not really scaring me if right. I'm a defensive coordinator. So I think there is some leverage Eckler there. scares the hell out of me. Out of well, the backfield, though. But it's, yeah. it's got some explosiveness. Got some My goodness, yeah. But it's, it's a difference, though. Yeah, yeah. Because I think no with Melvin Gordon, you know what you're getting. I mean, you don't know necessarily what you're getting. Yeah, Austin Eckler's Eckler, like a Kamara fear. Right. Yeah, you know. I think yeah. like when, when yeah. you game plan for Eckler, which I don't think a lot of teams really had to, if he's going to be a feature back this year, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I'm not allowing him to get outside of the tackles. I'm not allowing him. I'm going to stuff the middle up, make sure he does run, and try to go to sidelines. So there's a lot. I want to still talk to you a lot more here. Okay. We got one, he's going to be around one more segment because okay. i got to start to ask you about where the expectations for the 2019 Chargers. Yeah. We'll discuss more which of Which Bosa is better? <laughs> DeMarco Farr, Kirk Borson here. We're at ESPN LA Rams training camp from UC Irvine. More coming back. Back here at Rams training camp, UC Irvine. If I just start shouting down in front, do you think they get the message? No. No? Okay. I'll just start throwing things at people. Voice of Super Bowl champion DeMarco Farr. I'm Kirk Morrison. Still joined alongside of us here, ESPN Chargers reporter Eric Williams. When we left off, uh, I had to ask you the question of the expectations for the 2019 Los Angeles Chargers, a team that I felt were right there on the doorstep of winning a possible division title. They make it to the playoffs. Yep. They – I say they kind of limped into the playoffs a little bit. They were really banged up. They were. They go down to Baltimore, and they win on the road. They stifled Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. in terms of implementing seven defensive backs and only five down, uh, four down linemen, one linebacker. But talking to Coach Lynn, that was more out of necessity and not because yes. he was game planning. Yeah. But then they go up to Foxborough and just get beat down by the yeah. Actual eventual champion. Eventual yeah. champion. That yeah, was ugly. New England Patriots. So now coming off of last year, what are realistic expectations for this team? Yeah, I think realistic 
expectations for this team. It's hard to go twelve and four again. I think yeah. in the league. I mean, they went nine and zero on the road. That's that's rare that you're going to do that. Um, so I, I, you know, ten and six, eleven and five, somewhere around there, and then potentially compete for an AFC West division crown. They haven't won it since two thousand nine. I think that's important for this team uh, to go ahead and win the AFC West for the first time in a decade. Get that home field advantage, so you're not going on the road and playing in Baltimore, in New England where it's 20 degrees, and you can play in this 75-degree Southern California weather and then run your stuff like you normally do, sleep in your own bed, those kind of things. I think it's hard to go on the road and be road warriors and, and go where these guys want to go, which is they, they say is a Super Bowl. Now, that's bold talk for a one-eyed fat man, right, with <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes right. are still in your division. Got that dude. That's going to be tough, right, that's you know, to say oh, we need to win the AFC West, but you got a big, fat Chiefs problem. Yeah, just like they got a Seattle Seahawks problem on yeah. this side, right? They're not going away. I, I think when you look at the Chiefs, obviously offense, Tyreek Hill, seeing the work through situation is going to be there. Uh, Kelsey, uh, everything they bring, Damian Williams seemed to just go on there and play running back and Kareem Hunt. No, nobody's really yeah, talking about that speak. at all. Melvin Gordon, are you listening? I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying. See, had to throw that in there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But defensively, Spags. Yeah, UD, yeah. You're running a, a four three instead of three four. Yeah. I don't know what's got the honey badger there. You <laughs> yeah. got Frank Clark. There's a lot of new pieces there defensively. So early on, maybe they're working out some kinks a little bit. Now, obviously, uh, they can score with anybody, right? But defensively, I mean, you split with them anyway, didn't you last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 At, at KC, they won. Which, that was which the was one. Big. That was the one I told Coach. Uh, I talked to him this off season. I said, Anthony, tell me about just that game in general. What did that game do for you? That was a Thursday night game. Yeah. Division on the line pretty much in terms of, you know, seeding. And could this team eventually, can they, you know, find a way to win it in the last couple of weeks of the season? But to go into Kansas City and to win, especially going for two and winning, I thought that was a symbolic victory for them last year. But it proved to me, and help me if I'm wrong here, Eric, that this team, the the, the – Kind of the stereotype about the Chargers were that they couldn't win a big game. They didn't. They didn't know how to win a big game. They invented a word, charging. Yeah, charging. Yes. <laughs> ha, ha, have they gotten rid of charging now? Is, is that all Ew. put to bed now with with, with Anthony Lang now going into year three? Like a Greg we'll Norman. see. <laughs> yeah, they, they're very they're very resilient, and, right. and they won a lot of close games. And, and you know how it is. You've been on teams where you figure out ways to win, and then you kind of build on that. Right. You expect to win those games at the end of the uh, at the end of games. Um, so we'll see if they can continue that, um, you know, in 2019. But certainly they've, they've gotten confidence from, from how they played um, last year. I think with their stadium situation, you know, just being, still, yeah. being in there and having the opposing fans, <laughs> I think from that they've kind of taken like a us-against-the-world mentality at home uh-huh. and on the road because they're dealing with that Because it's true. But they've always dealt with that. Yeah. Even when they were in San Diego, yeah, but it was a great destination. It's different, though, when it's 30,000 versus 65,000. Yeah. And you're in a 30,000-seat stadium, and the 15,000 fans are rooting for the other team. It just feels different. But you're right. They've yeah. always done with that. When people talk about the Chargers, they always talk about the offense, Phillip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Keaton Allen, Mike Williams. No one's talking enough about that defense and what Gus Bradley's been able to do. Derwin James, we were talking about him to start the show, You know, one of the young better safeties in all of the NFL yep. last year. You look at the corner position, they yep. added a couple pieces at linebacker, yep. and then Bosa and Ingram, those two guys on the outside. So when you look at this defense, how, this defense I feel like can carry this year more so than in years past. Looks great on paper. 
Right. <laughs> but let's see so do I. what right. they're going to do right. <laughs> in games. You're right. they got playmakers at all three levels. You mentioned Bosa and Ingram. Uh, Justin Jones has been playing nice inside for inside. their third-round pick out of North Carolina State. Uh, second level, Thomas Davis, 36 years old. Looked like he went to Fountain Youth, can still run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm surprised how long he was seeing him yeah, in person. Very 63, long. 235. Um, Perriman's back. Um, Kaiser, Kaiser, well, that's why, that's why you got Kaiser White. <laughs> right. You got another dude back there that can, right. that can that can fill in. And then in secondary, you mentioned it. Derwin is is the dude for their secondary. Um, and then the corners, you got Casey, Michael Davis, Trevor Williams is playing better, healthy. Um, but then you, you got to see it. You know, yeah. is it going to happen in the regular season? Are they going to be able to get out the field? Take the ball away, those kind of things. Derwin James is modern NFL football on defense, yep. right? I mean, yeah. you can just play him anywhere. He's he's just great. If you're going to build an NFL player for 2019, that would be a guy 6'2", 215, 220, will hit you, but also can run for four and can cover in space. Yeah. His long can get you on the ground in space. He's great. I hope he reaches his potential. Like, they don't mess it up or something bad happens. But anyway, what are you going to do at left tackle? What's going Great. on with your left yeah. tackle, Russell Ocon? Russell has a, a pulmonary embolism from blood clots, which is, is more of a, bad. a life thing. Yeah. Right. When is he going to be out in the field? Um, you know, I know Russell a little bit because I covered him when he was a Seahawks, was there when he got drafted. Good dude. Um, I also believe recently had a child, recently had a son. Uh, so he's dealing with that part of it, too. Um, they're not going to rush him. They're going to wait till he's fully cleared with everything. And that might not happen until into the season. So he might miss games during the regular season before he's cleared and, and, and returns to the field, if at all. So right now they're, they're playing Trent Scott at left tackle, an undrafted rookie out of grounding last year that played a little bit uh, last year. And then Sam Tevy is their right tackle that, that started the majority of, of last year, replaced Joe Barksdale at right tackle. Between those guys, they have, I think, 16 starts. Wow. Very young at yeah. tackle. Wow. They drafted a guy, Trey Pipkins, out of Sioux Falls, Division Two, more of a project. Long, lanky. They like his athleticism, but he just they don't know what he's going to look like when you put him in a game. That's their swing tackle. Wow. wow. So they have legitimate issues at, at O-line. And a, and a guy that isn't Russell Wilson, that's not going to be able to run around and evade. Um, so we'll see how that evolves, how the how they play together. Um, but that that's going to be, to me, the number one issue besides Melvin. I don't feel bad for you. The Rams have a center and a guard <laughs> with zero stars. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Rams training camp on ESPN LA is presented by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Uh, last question before we get you out of here, though, Eric, is that Sean McVay's been here. This is now his third season. He was rewarded with a contract extension after two seasons. Mm-hmm. He earned it. We look at where Anthony Lynn is and what he's had to deal with in terms of not only relocating a football team, very competitive in his first year, second year, they make the playoffs. What does he need to do in order to get that same contract extension? Or how does they how do they feel about Anthony Lynn having shown what he's I mean, having seen what he's done over the first couple seasons as a coach? They love him in the building. Um, I think one of the things when they went through the interview process that they liked about Anthony and that that you've seen is just leadership. There was a leadership void before Anthony came in from a coaching perspective and they're having covered the previous regime. So you're saying Wiz and Hunt, McCoy, I'll throw the names out I'm there. <laughs> I'll throw the name out McCoy. there. McCoy. Yeah. 
not necessarily a guy that's a leader of men. Well, and he was also fired from his position as an offensive coordinator last year in Arizona. So that's you said it. Yes, <laughs> right. And the horse is almost dead. Keep kicking it. <laughs> a, a, a great tactician, a good X's and O's guys, but not, I think not necessarily a leader of men. I think you have that with Anthony. Right. And then you've done a great job of surrounding him with 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 good experienced coaches. When you said Wiz on offense, Gus on defense, right. uh, George Stewart who they bring from Minnesota, you know, has a presence coaching special teams, and then even the position coaches like Giff Smith, D line. They got dudes. And so, yeah, I mean, he's the guy. Um, so we'll see if they're going to pay him. Don't mess it up. <laughs> Don't mess it up. What he deserves to be paid Don't to mess keep it him. Up. Because okay. obviously people know about him league-wise. He's oh, not yeah. a secret anymore. Uh-uh. So if you're not going to pay him, and there's no salary cap with coaches, correct? Somebody but, else will. Yeah, who's on the hot seat? What I, coaches are on the hot seat? Uh, everybody is. When they can fire just, you after year one, I, I'll give you one. Detroit. Ah, ah, aha, aha. That's only he's only in his second year. Motown. Uh, it don't take long. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Eric, man, appreciate the time. I'll let you get back to practice and uh, be uh, seeing what you got uh, got writing over the next couple of days. Appreciate no it, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank I appreciate you, sir. it.